Hello, you've got Ted Corliss with the Corliss Barfield Trial Group. It's that time of year again. Yes, that's right. It's hurricane season. Hurricane season begins now in fewer than 14 days. And already we have one named tropical storm. My name is Ted Corliss, and I spent the last 25 years as a property insurance lawyer throughout the state of Florida and in 22 other states. During that time period, I've seen just about every kind of peril that can destroy a building. Today, I want to reach out to all of those individuals in the state of Florida who live in a community-managed association. What I mean by that is you might live in a condominium. You might live in a homeowners association managed property, where while you live in your individual property, most of what takes place for the external components of your building is managed by a volunteer board. There's a lot of the different permutations of people that live in those communities, and those particular communities tend to be especially vulnerable to things like hurricanes. And that's why several years ago, we've dedicated our entire practice to focusing on these kinds of issues. Because imagine an insurance company who has to pay a claim on one building, your individual family dwelling, versus having to pay a claim where there are 15 buildings, where there are 1,500 people living there. Well, you see, that's what we do. About 80% of our work is focused just on that. Now, the reason I'm coming to you now is that as we begin hurricane season, which begins June 1 and runs to December 1, we know that the especially nasty storms don't usually come at the beginning part of the season. So this tropical storm, Arthur, who showed up, is not probably going to be one of the bigger or nastier storms. Most of those really nasty storms come in August or September, and sometimes even as late as October. The reason for that being, if you've ever had the opportunity to swim in the Gulf waters during the summer, especially August, it doesn't feel like a bath. It feels more like a hot tub because the, the water can literally be in the 90s. And so when those storms develop off the Cape Horn outside of Africa and they wander across the Atlantic, by the time they hit those warm Gulf waters, they are excited and they are ready to destroy and mayhem everything. And so I wanted to come to you today to address some of the most common issues that we face as a law firm that represents these associations, we've had not just the opportunity to represent people in dealing with the claim, but many times we've had the requirement to file a lawsuit against them, and some of those cases have even made their way to a trial verdict. And so when we've gone through those cycles, we start seeing some of the most common issues that pop up, some of the most common defenses that insurance companies will attempt to use against an association like yours. And so let's begin with most insurance companies will ask you to complete a pretty thorough application at the time you purchase their insurance. But one of the things I want you to know about completing an application is that the insurance company is not going to take your application at that point and go through it with you to make sure that they fully understand all of the information that you've provided, and they assuredly do not check it for accuracy. And why is that? Well, the reason for that is that they're going to do that after you file a claim. Because if they can figure out a way to examine your application and find something that would have altered how they would have insured you, uh, the way the law reads uh, is 
What if you misrepresented the total number of buildings? What if you misrepresented the age of your roof, not by a couple of years, but by decades? What if you misrepresented the nature of prior losses that had occurred there? Well, most insurance companies can gather that information as easily as you can. Sometimes they can even do it faster because they have access to all kinds of databases to find out where insurance claims have been filed. And they could go on your property's database location that they have and determine that three years ago you had another hurricane loss. And if they followed up on it, maybe you didn't completely repair that. And so the reason that I recommend at this stage getting a copy of your application before the storm season begins is to take another look at that application to make sure that the information that's on it is accurate and complete. And if there's something that you need to update, you can do that. It's important to do those things before the season begins because obviously if a storm is headed your direction, you're not going to be able to get the information as quickly and you're not going to be able to um, make the changes that are necessary. So we want to take a good look at your application. The other thing I want you to understand is that insurance companies will almost always on these bigger losses, multiple building losses, they will argue that the damages pre-existed the property's claim in this matter. And, and that's because they, of course, want to argue that you failed to tell them about the claim previously, you should have filed it a couple of years ago, and that this water that you're finding coming into your building is not necessarily associated with a loss that occurred in 2020. That's this year. Uh, so you've got to understand that it's this moving one step to the other that insurance companies do that you want to kind of shut down. And one of the ways that you can do that is by taking a, a, just a simple camera phone and going around and taking a good, clear video of the external uh, fascia of all of your buildings. If you have 10 condos, walk around all, all corners of that condo on the outside and make sure that you've memorialized the condition of the stucco or the brick or whatever it is that your property is made of. It doesn't matter which one of the three little pigs you are. If your house is made of sticks or straw or bricks, we need photographs of that. So when the three little piggies make their claim that the insurance company is not going to argue that those damages pre-existed the date of loss as you have suggested it. And then just keep that information very simple to do someplace other than the property in the event you have a major loss there. The third thing I want you to consider is if you happen to be on the board, the volunteer board that makes decisions about these kinds of things and the management of the property, one of the things that you're going to also want to do is to gather up any and all pending maintenance requests that have been made by any of your unit owners. Many times I understand it's a volunteer board. The board is not as responsive as perhaps it should be. Well, this is the opportunity to clean that up. And if you have individuals who are coming to you to talk to you about problems with water getting into their unit, either through the roof or in the ceiling or in the windows, or sliding doors, anything like that, you want to make sure to investigate those and to remedy them because otherwise this is how insurance companies think. If the guy living in unit 620 had a water problem two years ago because someone upstairs didn't maintain their HVAC pan and the water 
poured over into the ceiling. You, you've seen this before. They look like giant copper crop circles in your ceiling. If that, in fact, had occurred two years ago, but a hurricane comes along in the month of June and causes water to enter that unit, insurance companies always assume that if there's any water in the property before the storm occurred, then in all likelihood, there's probably nothing associated with the storm that caused the current damage. My experience on this one is that most insurance companies will never examine a property and tell you that there is one or two things that cause the water. They will always come up with a long list, and that list is going to include things like improper maintenance, meaning that you had maintenance requests to deal with some similar problems that hurricanes can create, but you didn't act on it. And so you want to have a meeting where you address and isolate any and all pending claims. And you know who I'm talking about. There's someone in your association membership who is the is kind of the difficult one and is always coming up with some problem that they want the board to resolve. Well, we want to fully understand that and investigate it before the water comes from the hurricane. Now, you've got a lot to deal with if you're on a board. And if you're not on a board, but you're managed by a board, one of the things I'm going to suggest to you is cut them some slack. It's a volunteer position, and most of the people on these boards don't have specialized knowledge. But if you can do things like if they are going back through their application and they need information and you're, you're in the association, help them complete that. Get the information to them that they need. If they need to come into your unit to memorialize its condition before a storm comes, let them in. Cooperate with them. And if they are on a board and they are asking you about any pending problems that you have, respond to that. If you get an email from the board, for example, that says, before hurricane season comes, we want to make sure to know whether or not you've had any water problems in your unit over this past year. And if, if you get that email, respond to it. And if you don't have any problems, say that. Because that's now information. And that information can be crucial in getting your claim paid. As I mentioned when I started, we are in the year 2020, but as a law firm, we are representing various insureds, community managed associations, some homeowners associations on storms that occurred in 2017. And you can imagine the frustration that they have that we have had to file a lawsuit and we're out taking depositions of unit owners because we're trying to gather information. And so the idea here is, the insurance company is not going out of its way to figure out whether or not the claim should be paid. And that's especially true with your association, probably, especially if you have multiple buildings, multiple floors, and properties that can be affected in different ways. We've seen storms come through that cause damage to one side of a building and not the other. But then if we have a lack of cooperation by the unit owners, it can be abject chaos. And so I ask you to begin this year's storm season by doing some of your homework and by working cooperatively as a team at your association. Work with your property manager. If you have a new property manager, make sure they have all the information that they need so that they can make wise choices on your behalf. We're going to continue to keep our ears open as, sto as storm season makes its way into 2020. 
It doesn't appear by all calculations it's going to be an especially ferocious one, but remember, it only takes one nasty hurricane to change the life of many of your unit owners. So take very good care of each other. My name is Ted Corliss. I'm going to invite you to continue to gather more information about storms or sinkholes or fires or all of the lions and tigers and bears that can affect your property. Visit our website at corlissbarfield.com. My name is Ted Corliss. Be well.